0: We're back on
1: inside black and gold. Jeff Noak, Steve Geller. One more segment in this segment is going to be you know I guess we could just push this onto another podcast, but I have the list here, so I just want to go through it. Is <laughs> the free? Agents. We had initially come on here and intended to make this podcast primarily about free agents, and instead we talked about coaches because Pete Carmichael got <laughs> fired. But I do think that the free agents and the and the coaching staff are kind of go hand in hand to some extent. For sure. So there. Are- are 24 impending free agents. Um, there aren't that many big names. Like when you, like the Saints already handled Cesar Ruiz with an extension, you know, so you're, you're not really looking at stuff like that. But, you know, there's a handful of guys. The the two, the most obvious name on here in terms of there's no question whether he comes back is wide receiver Rashid Shahid. Um He is an exclusive rights free agent. Now, if you don't know what that means, it means it is a player with fewer than three or crude years in the NFL undrafted um, because if you were drafted, you would have a longer contract anyway. And so there aren't many of these players like the the CBA, the new CBA has eliminated a majority of these players, but he happens to be one of them because he signed his UDFA deal, but then was put on a practice squad and then re-signed off of that. So it's kind of a strange, it was a two-year deal instead of a three-year deal. So he goes into this free agency cycle as an exclusive rights free agent, but Basically, what that means is that if you want to re-sign that player, all you have to do is extend him a qualifying offer, which is a league minimum deal. And if you do that, he cannot sign with anybody else. That's why it's exclusive rights. So the only question with Rashid is whether you want to have him play on that one-year deal right. or find a way to, to agree to something more long-term. I think you would like to do that. But the funny thing is it won't actually help you from a cap perspective to do that because you're not going to pay him more than a less than a minimum deal like his cap hit won't be less than a minimum deal. So, it's not like from a cap incentive there's going to be no no reason to to push that early. So I think that's something that you agree to the one year deal with the idea that as you get closer to the season maybe you talk about a longer term extension. But he is, he's he's going to be back. No question.
0: Yeah, definitely a guy that needs to be too. Obviously, a uh, huge piece of this offense. All pro, and, baby. And yeah, all pro. There you go as, as a return man. And you, everyone knows someone that when he touches that ball, you kind of hold your breath a little because you know he could go, he could go take it to the house.
1: As as Bailey knows too. Yes, as I get licked in the face. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean you go back to that week seventeen game, and Jake Camardo was like more than willing to <laughs> shank the ball out of bounds it, <laughs> anything, in, rather than give it to a right. I mean like that, like, like I don't think he intended to shank the ball out of bounds, but the <laughs> way he was kicking was, was causing that because he was willing to do anything but kick it to Rashid. And that alone, I mean, is such a big advantage. And like the punt return game is so disincentivized, um, you know, like the return game in general, you, you can't really just be an impact returner you have to be able to do other things and for rashid, it's like yes he can do other things like he is an elite over the top receiver who can go, he can also make things happen underneath. i want to see that one of, one of my criticisms of this offense is i don't think you took advantage of him enough um in creative ways like obviously you can hit him deep down the field, but did you do enough like did he i don't i i, I think he had like two or three end rounds all year, you know. You didn't see him, you know, used in any creative screen packages or, you know, stuff like that, that you can just get him in space and use that kind of punt return ability. Hmm. I don't know if you did that enough. So that's my criticism, but either way, you're bringing him back. And it's just a question of how you use him. There's only one other exclusive rights free agent. It's PJ Mustyfer, who I, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back. They actually, he actually played a good bit down the stretch with uh, extend that qualifying offer to, and if Malcolm Roach can come back healthy and and uh, you get him, like I think you're gonna bring Malcolm Roach back. He's also on this list, and maybe PJ is kind of your your uh, safety net. Um, but I thought you know they, they clearly liked him. They brought him in. They played him. Not like like Monty Rice was a the guy they got the same day, and you never saw a second of time. And he actually is under contract for next season, and I think he gets cut because you're not paying 1.3 million to a guy that you to your fifth string linebacker he'd be making more than like all your special teams aces. So, um, either way. So, so PJ is the other exclusive rights free agent. I wouldn't be surprised to see him back.
0: No, that's, uh, definitely a depth piece. Um, nothing, you know, obviously not like you said, no huge names, uh, really. Uh, but yeah, definitely will be key to, uh, boosting up the numbers come training camp. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And so then, then there's four restricted free agents. Um, there's fullback Adam Prentice, cornerback Shamar John Charles, wide receiver Lynn Bowden Jr., linebacker Ryan Connolly. Those are guys with three years of accrued NFL experience, which means that you can tender them, right? Like you can give them a first round tender, which means, you know, the, this level of guaranteed contract, it's, it varies year to year. I'd have to look it up. Um, none of these guys are going to get a first or second round tender, no. uh, or, or even an original round. Like you, maybe you give, like a Lynn Bowden, maybe you do the right of first refusal tender, whatever that's called just, which means like you don't even get, um, you wouldn't get any compensation if they were signed by somebody else, but you could have the option to match that offer. I don't think any of these guys jump out. Like you would be fine being without any of them. I don't think anyone's coming after Adam Prentice. I would be like, I think you just kind of let that ride and sign that sign both he and Lynn to league minimum deals next year. Um, but yeah, th- there's nothing there. Like, again, there's not a lot of intriguing names on this list.
0: Yeah, if anything, uh, Bowden actually, you know, did, some- had some positive contributions this year, obviously, but... Um, I think they yeah, like Lin. Yeah. Yeah, and n- nothing else, though, is like really, oh my gosh, he has to come back kind of thing, um, especially with a guy like Prentice, who we saw this team worked without for so long, and uh, we saw uh, Bink get some play at the fullback position, which I kind of missed. Yeah, but no, they're going to keep a fullback on the roster,
1: yeah. you know. And so, like, whether it's on the practice squad or or whatever, so why not Adam? Right? I, I just assume they'll bring him back. And then, yeah, obviously, I like Lynn a lot. I think Lynn, you know, it's it's useful to have a backup punt returner who can do other things. So, right, I, just I think you probably bring him back again, and whatever his role is, is his role. Um, going forward. Okay. So then the, the next 12 or so of these are unrestricted free agents. And so I'll, I'll go through the list of guys that I, that aren't really that interesting yeah. And in whether you bring them back or not. So, uh, Max Garcia, Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, Cam Irving, uh, Eno Benjamin, Andrew Dowell, Ty Summers, Trey Turner. You know, these are all guys that are just like Okay. Trey like, Turner saints legend. Saints legend, Trey Turner. Uh, yeah. He's what got through two practices, something like that. Right. Maybe. And then he, <laughs> what he's tore his quad or something. Um, so yeah, maybe they hang around. Maybe they don't, I don't, I, I'm just looking at these and saying decisions and I don't see any decisions being made. It's like either you sign them for a league minimum or you don't. You have a 90 man roster. Um, if they get interest elsewhere, you're going to be like, good luck.
0: Right, basically those uh, those names are, you know, adding key pieces for depth issues, especially, I mean, Max Garcia, someone along the offensive line, I don't know what's going to happen with the O-line in general, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have depth pieces, but, you are you know, you're going to kind of rebuild it a little bit, particularly if you move on from yeah. Doug Brown. Uh You know, like, like a guy like Andrew Dowell. So, Andrew Dow you know, Benjamin Trey Turner didn't play a snap this season because they were hurt. They were on IR. Right. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you keep – I think you will keep Andrew Dow around whether he makes the roster or not is another question but you know i don't think they're going to you know the the benefit of getting hurt when they did and obviously there's you don't want to get hurt but if you had to have a season ending acl injury uh and and we're still intending to play football the next year having it then in terms of early in camp is is ideal <laughs> so you can come back in the next season and have the full runway whereas guys who get hurt you know, like uh Tyler Higby from the Rams. He tore his ACL in the wild card round of the playoffs. Who knows? He might miss an entire football season. Because Awful, right. like that's the you know, whether it's however long that recovery takes, definitely not gonna be ready for camp. Um, so that's that's tough. Uh especially if you're on a fringe roster guy. Um, so now we're gonna get to the more interesting names. Uh Lonnie Johnson, Ugo Amadi. I think both those guys come back. Um I think they they played a key role. Um, you need safety depth. You might draft a young safety or two, and that might you know take their spot on the roster. But uh, you know I have a whole offseason plan that I wanted to get into after Mickey Loomis talked because I want to hear what he say, has to does say. Any, does it involve any of those guys in the nickel role? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, <laughs> you're going to need someone to play nickel, and right now Ugo is your best option. Right. Because I think you're going to fight. Uh, I think you're going to end up seeing Alante Taylor on the outside next year. Please. And so you're going to have to find somebody. And I wouldn't hate going and drafting, you know, one of your, if you put some premium draft asset on the top nickel corner in the draft, which Nick, who do you like best in this draft to play nickel? Go get it. Right. Whether it's like a TJ Tampa, which I just think is funny. Cause it's just a name that, that, that is funny uh, in the NFC South. I don't know, but that's kind of how I'm looking at it. And I think having Ugo, a guy who can play safety and can play nickel, that's who you want. So yeah, I, I think the flexibility of he and Lonnie, uh, would make sense those guys are free agents you know cam Irving I think you're gonna you maybe bring him back on the practice squad Jonathan Abram wouldn't be surprised to see him back another veteran um, Jimmy Graham I think is gonna retire and uh, yeah what do you think about those guys
0: uh the yeah the Jimmy Graham saga we and if folks didn't see he tweeted out him flying in his airplane gave a thank you New Orleans uh definitely felt like a final goodbye. I don't anticipate him coming back and really don't see a point in it either. Is um, it illegal
1: to, to, to text and fly? Is that, is that against the laws? Is there, can you get like a ticket for that? <laughs>
0: he had an autopilot at the, at the time. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Maybe he waited until he landed.
0: It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as for anybody else there, yeah, nothing really uh, that's going to make or break the, the roster. Uh, certainly. You want, you want to have, again, talking about pieces for depth kind of thing, but I don't think there's anybody that you mentioned as a whole that's like, oh man, he's a must to come back. No, no. So, uh, okay. There's, there's a couple that are going to be interesting
1: to me. One is cornerback Isaac Yadam. I think he had a great year. Um, the question is going to be how much, how much money did he earn on the free agent market? A, and how much can you afford to spend on him? be you know and and i would love to see him back i think joe woods would love to see him back the you know they go all the way to the senior bowl joe was a uh, the defense coordinator for the broncos when they drafted him in the third round um but you know he is gonna get looks from teams that want to play you know physical man-to-man cover corner because they just aren't that many of them and the saints signed him to a one-year one million dollar contract like there's only so the, like you you're we're gonna go through in a, in a you know maybe maybe on thursday we can go through like you know all the restructures that have to happen the saints are 87 million dollars over the salary cap so like there is going to be a line item for your third or fourth string cornerback and how much you can afford to spend on that player right and i just don't know if it's going to be there because you're not going to be able to bring him back for one year one million i could tell you that much Um
0: but he did play really well hopefully it's one of those things where he recognizes he's just the right fit for this scheme. I, I I don't know, but I could see a lot of teams come a calling for a guy like that. Obviously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Th- that would be the, the one reason that you might come back is like, I think I fit here and they right. know how to use me and maybe they do give him a raise. Maybe it's, you know, you had two year, 3 million or something like that. Right. With some, with some guaranteed, maybe a couple of incentives, bonuses baked in. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably unlikely because I think you are going to go draft somebody. Um, the other guy that that I, this time last year, I would have been like, okay, he's gone at the end of the season. Now I'm not so sure is linebacker, Zach Bond because now I think you look at it and you say, okay, he's a core special teamer. Yep. And that's always going to be the case. He is our Sam linebacker and he can, and he can do that role as well as anybody. You know, it's not a role that you use that much, but he can do it. And he's suddenly this really valuable situational pass rusher who, yeah. uh, you know, made things miserable on on offenses in the final month and a half of the season. And there's no reason that you cannot continue to use him that way. So now it's like, okay, how much, you know, what what is a reasonable contract for that? Because I think, you know, you have a budget for special teams. You have a budget for linebacker. You have a budget for defensive line. And now you can pull from all three of those and maybe give him a, you know, I don't know, two-year $8 million contract, something like that. And then the question becomes, what interest does he get elsewhere? And that's where you might, you know, a 3-4 team where, yeah, you know, he makes more sense on, maybe he comes and gets him. But I think if you're the Saints, you suddenly are like, wow, I, now, now we actually have a real vision for this guy. Um, and why not? Why not bring him back? Like, if you could get Caden, and, like, if you could have got Caden back on the type of deal that you'd probably be able to get Zach back for, I think you probably would have done it.
0: So you you mentioned with Caden, and that's actually someone like Atlanta and Ryan Nielsen, obviously connections, connect the dots kind of thing. I'd be interested to see if Atlanta comes to call in and they, they try and get someone like Bond in their lineup. I don't think so, the, but because I don't think I don't think Bond had as much of a explosive year, obviously, like Caden did his final season in New Orleans to get some attention. K- they're, they're different players. Yeah, yeah, for K- sure. Caden can play Will uh,
1: and and Mike. Zach can't cover. So that's why his role has always been very stifled yeah. in terms of, it's like, yeah, if he's only your Sam linebacker and a special teams ace, that's a much more difficult scenario of like, how much are you going to pay him? But now it's like, well, if he can also be that pass rusher, and you're going to be committed to using him in that role. He could always have done that. They finally decided to use him, and that's why he has value there. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Either way, I think that's a role that you should continue. If you if you lose Zach or you don't re-sign Zach, I think you should go out and get a player who can play Sam and rush the passer. There's a we lot of college need it. who can do that. Can't, can't,
0: can't have enough of them pass rushers.
1: <laughs> nope. Uh, especially because Peyton Turner can only get through two games every season. Anyway. Um, so that's it. Those are, that's all of the free agents. Uh and so again, it's not a huge list. Like I think no, the only questions you're really looking at are Isaac Yadam and Zach Bond in terms of do you offer them more than the minimum? Uh, and I think either either one you could convince me that it's worth it. Um three contracts that are a little more questionable, all three void. Line, left tackle, left guard, Andres Pete. Yeah. Wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Quarterback, Jameis Winston. These are all the the void contracts. Jameis, you know, both Mike Thomas and Jameis, I think it's really not a mystery. I think both of those guys are moving on. I was going to say,
0: I like one of the three to come back.
1: Yeah. and uh, But it's not going to be soon. I think both of those guys, the way you have their contracts set up, they are set for post-June 1 releases. And there's a lot of convoluted reasons why just right. financially speaking it just gives you options and but i think that it's a it's an inevitability that both of those guys end up released for reasons that should not be difficult to explain um you know like uh, i you, you could also bring them back and extend, like like mike thomas for example like you could extend and maybe push back that dead cap hit and whatever i don't think you're going to do it i think this is the year you cup bait you have jay Kaner spent a year if he can't be the backup quarterback next year cut him because why is he here right so there's no sense in bringing james back uh mike is a different question in terms of he was still a productive player when he was healthy that's the only reason that's more of a question for me but like i just can't i i don't i i don't know if i can trust him to have 10 toes down and and support like not undermine the coaching staff like we talked about in the last segment um so I think that kind of makes that decision for you when you just bite the bullet on the contract and, and move on. Andres Pete, meanwhile,
0: that's another that's one of what like – That's I think fans are going to go b- bazonkers over because he could potentially and most likely get another deal from this team. Yeah, you know, I, I think
1: I think people have come around on Andres. <laughs> really do. Uh, in terms of like now you're looking at a guy who you can reliably say could play left tackle or left guard. Um, I don't think you're going to give him a big contract. I think it's going to be relative to the market. You know, if, if, if he has people clamoring to sign him, which maybe they will be then, yeah, I don't know if you can afford him. Right. But
0: that's crazy to think about.
1: Isn't that, that, can you imagine this conversation this time last year? Um, so that's going to be interesting, but yeah, like left the the left tackle position is going to be a huge question all off season. You go draft a guy,
0: do you sign a guy? What, like I, right? Because so yeah, so it, it's hard to have saying, "Oh, well, this this is the off season they're going to develop Trevor Penning." Is it though? Uh, there's there's definitely nothing that gives you any kind of confidence that can happen.
1: No, no, it's tough.
0: Um, but well, we'll see. But either way, I think well,
1: he's one of the. I think on this list of players, the only ones that you're going to look at and say, like, can we re-sign them with a more than minimum deal, and it would make sense to do Isaac Adam. Zach Bond, Andres Pete, maybe Ugo Amani. Um, couple more that we'll mention. So linebacker Monty Rice, I think he's a cut because he's due to make $1.3 million dollars next year and because he's not, he's still on his rookie deal. It's the final year of his rookie deal. It's not guaranteed. So, like even if you wanted to keep Monty Rice, you would cut him and maybe re-sign him to a lesser deal or ask him to take a pay cut. Cause you're not paying him $1.3 million in that role. He's a third round pick. So that's why he's making that much. Um, so I think it's like, Hey, Monty, we're going to reduce you to the league minimum or <laughs> you're going to be uh free agent. What do you right. want? P- pick one. If you can go find a contract for more. Great. Otherwise Just we will resign be, right. you to the league minimum. And like, that's what I, that's what I would do. I'd be like, Monty, you can either agree to this now or we will cut you and let you test the market. And if you want that league minimum deal, come on back. <laughs> that's what I would do. Anyway, because they brought him in, they 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 named him on waivers. Like, there's a reason they did that, um, but I don't think you're gonna you're you're gonna keep a guy who you didn't bother playing this year for one point three. Anyway, uh, well, we'll see. The other guy's contract year, right? Peyton Turner, baby, uh, mm. fifth year option. Uh, Hell no. no, not doing it. Uh, Not even. Not doing it. Not going to do it. He could have gone out in week 18 and had 10 sacks. I don't think they would have signed him. They would have. uh,
0: (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um,
1: But he is going into his fourth season. Like, you're not cutting him. You're just hoping that maybe (laughs) against all odds, he can stay healthy. And the funny thing is, like, if you're looking for cap relief, Mm -hmm. and you can just be like, we can just extend him. Now, and because like here's the thing, his not his value knock is not going to get any lower. No, than it is. You're, you're right there. He's only going to get higher if he goes out and and plays 12 games and gets six sacks. You know, like you could probably you know because I just think from from a security perspective in terms of like I don't know maybe it's just easier for a guy to go out and not be playing in a contract year. Um. So maybe, I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying like, it's not off the table of like extending him, but it would be so funny if they did the reaction, if they gave him like a, like a two-year, $8 million contract just to get him <laughs> past the rookie deal. <laughs> like a non-guaranteed. <laughs> like, oh my God. Anyway, um, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's it's something that I think you probably look at and consider. Uh, cornerback Paulson Adebo. Now this is the one I expect to get done in camp. This is going to be the, by priority is extending Paulson Adebo Right. Um, beyond that, Pete Warner, another guy who that's going to be priority two, is extending both of those guys. I want to sign both of those guys to extensions prior to the season starting.
0: Yeah, Um. I guess someone like uh, Passigno, he's not a free agent coming up, obviously. I don't think so, no. Okay, no, he was just one of the names in the rotation when, you know, talking about Pratt's rush that I, I, I was – not concerned about, but I was thinking he was in the final year, but I guess that's not the case. I mean, he he's,
1: I guess maybe he is. Uh, Let's see. I mean, these are not all of the players going into contract years. Okay. But they're the players that I care about. Right. So (laughs) passing, yeah, he's, he signed a two year, $5 million deal. So yeah, he'll be going into his final year, but it's like, uh, I'm not thinking about extending him prior to that right Understood. like yeah if he gets to the offseason and merits another contract i'll sign him to another contract like right. dj yeah. williams treatment right but but i'm not like like these guys no, i'm talking about contract years and guys that i should have been more specific probably just guys that i'm no, no, i right. don't want to let play throughout their contract year because i want to keep them around um a couple more guys linebacker Pete. i i'm sorry linebacker demario davis going into a final year i think you're going to extend him And push back that cap it. Uh safety Tyron Matthews a big as more of a question. I think you probably do. Um, and it would annoy people because he's he's probably a little longer in the tooth than most people want, but he's still playing at a high level. And I want to keep him around.
0: Uh big time vocal leader. You want to, you know, pay for that voice in the locker room. It's it'll be curious to see how much, you know, obviously he is willing to take to stay in New Orleans. I know he wants to be here, everyone does. Yeah, yeah, right. I I think it'll probably be a
1: hometown deal, right? Um, The only other one that's interesting to me is uh, Juwan Johnson. So you signed him last year to that two-year deal. He did not really deliver. Um, So I I think you're probably going to let him play out this contract year and see what happens. I would be surprised if they do anything with his deal. They might restructure it, but I don't think you extend it um, this offseason unless – you're desperate to get some cap relief, which I don't think you will be,
0: because um, w- his deal's not that significant. Uh, Hopefully, the Juwan we saw in training camp is the, the guy we can see again. Because, um, and yeah, well, you know what? That was another person that kind of turned things up at the end of the season. What was it like? Three straight games he had a TD.
1: Yeah, no, no, he played well at the end of the year. Um, and whether it's health, it's just the beginning you know,
0: and middle part where you need him.
1: Yes. Like, and and I'm talking about this in the sense of like, do I sign into an extension before the year starts? Yeah. Or do I let him play it out? And I think you let him play it out and hope that the, the Juwan you saw at the end of the year is the Juwan you get all year. Um, But we'll see. But that's a wonderful world that would be. That's the end of my free agent list. That's the end of this podcast, I think. Unless you have anything else you want to get into.
0: No, man, just waiting now. Like I uh, said, we were talking about it's like what's going to happen with offensive coordinators going to be the big buzz now. Everyone's going to be generating the list of names the Saints could possibly be bringing in. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's going to be conversations and,
1: and it's going to be a blast. Um, but so we're recording this on Tuesday. I expect Mickey will talk on Wednesday. Correct, so right. our next podcast will have more from Mickey. So we'll probably get into more about what he says regarding P. Carmichael, assuming he does, unless it's too emotional for him. Um, that's an inside joke. I was going to say, go it's with, a little jab right there. Still kind of, still waiting on that Sean Payton, uh, interview. Uh,
0: he never happened. Just, he's too choked Emotion. up to talk about it, Jeff too much. Two years later.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we'll get into that, but this is inside black and gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Hit us up on YouTube at WWL sports. Uh, check out the latest news, notes, analysis at www.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Noah. You can follow Steve at Steve Geller, W-W-L. It's cold. My dog's in a sweater. That's how cold it is.
0: Does pupper still want to go outside or she's like, hell no. She hasn't been bugging me. <laughs> so probably not. Usually I take her out around
1: noon. It's past noon. So I don't want to go outside. So
0: Yeah, I took the doggo out, obviously, and it was like... You know he was ready to get back inside. I'm like, let's do it. I'm not staying out here either.
1: Yeah, unpleasant, unpleasant. <laughs> but all right, who at Go Saints! Thanks everyone for listening. We will be back at you later in the week, hopefully. Ho- 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 hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the Saints still exist by that. Who dat, folks? All right, y'all, be easy. Be-